0: Theathletic.com slash four pointer is where you need to go right now. You can I give you full permission um, like I've never done before. I've never told you to stop listening to the podcast mm-hmm. or hit pause on the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Do that right now. Theathletic.com slash four pointer. Go get you a couple subs. Get you some of them scripts. Five, six. Someone in your life that you care about. Your kids don't need food. You need subscriptions to The Athletic.
1: Why, Jake? Uh, because there's no ads. And because they don't tweet out stuff about <laughs> Kylie Jenner or whatever WFA was doing the other day. <laughs> really confusing. But, uh, yeah. No, it's it's the best sports writing you're going to find. Because, again, there are no ads. There's no pop-ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, we reference it all the time on the show because it's the best stuff. It's well-researched. It really uh, is. Pay for Bob, if nothing else.
0: It's the natural next evolution of sports writing, I feel. And what they've done is basically – Went around and hired all the best writers in the country and put them in one spot for you. And if you go to theathletic.com slash four pointer, you can get that for $2.99 a month. 40% off a normal subscription. Jake writes for them on a weekly basis. Usually a lot of stuff that we talk about here ends up in that article. So you need to hear some more fleshed out ideas and thoughts. You can find it there. Tim Cato,
1: my man. The best. The best. A lot of people think you only get access to your city. No. Not, not true. You get the whole nation.
0: Those are lies. Those are flat-out lies. Uh, Low-rent clickbait terrorism is what that is, Jake. Uh, so, athletic.com slash four-pointer will save you some money, get you into that uh, that new realm of sports writing without ads, without pop-ups, without those weird little banner things that pop up where you have to scroll down like three. Six tips to eliminate belly fat. <laughs> three
1: entire scrolls down. This one food is killing your gut. <laughs> yeah. None of that. I don't See need it. to know that. It's the Athletic.com slash four pointer. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to
0: another session of sports session. I'm Guy Young and these guys are just guys. Now I wanna just jump right into
1: hot topics. Earliest memory of Dirt. It was probably probably a year he was playing with Steve Nash. I kept hearing somebody named Dirt, like with a T, so I was like, Why is there a dude named Dirt in the league? And then I you know, I found out he was actually pretty good, so
0: It's Mike, it's Jake, it's the four-pointer, and this might be the, uh, LP
1: version? That's the fewer tracks? I never really understood that. I don't understand it at all. Because EP stands for extended play, but they were always always shorter. Are they the shorter ones? You're extending from what? Is it just
0: how many tracks, or is it a full conceptual album? And what's the difference between an EP and an LP?
1: Well, an LP is your album. It's a rapper. Extended play record. Mm -hmm. Also a, a deep snapper. Yes, Um, and a great rapper. So it says here, EP is just a musical recording that contains more tracks than a single, but is usually unqualified as an album Um, or LP.
0: It's whenever you run out of money to pay the studio and you only have five tracks.
1: Right. Can't clear the samples. So it's extended beyond just a single. Okay. Okay. But it shouldn't be called extended if it is commonly known as the shorter (laughs) version of of something. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah,
0: like those pills extensions. I don't think
1: they... Extends. (laughs) Yeah, extends. Courtesy of uh, Jimmy Johnson. Yes. (laughs) Once upon a time.
0: Extends aren't the... uh, You know which way
1: they're going. Right. That's pretty straightforward. It's counterintuitive to say extended play is shorter.
0: But what do I know?
1: Have you bought arethemavsback.com yet? (laughs)
0: No. Te- is it, like it available?
1: Back. I hope it's available. You know, last night is the closest I've ever said at an NBA game. I was fortunate enough to use Mark Followell's tickets. It's got to be good. Even though the media seats are pretty good, mm-hmm. it is so different. Oh, way different. <laughs> it's really just like watching a different sport almost. It, and, there's no,
0: there's no wall there, for some reason, whenever you're even in like the lower bowl up against the media row, there's like still some level of a wall between you and yeah. what's happening. And then when you're up in the press box, there's even more. You're just like,
1: that feels like you're watching NBA live.
0: Yeah. And whenever just walking on the court pregame and it's watching not a dated reference,
1: yeah, maybe What are the kids play now, 2K, 2K, okay, they're into yeah. deep into 2K. I was always an EA stan.
0: Shout out dimes. Yeah. EA fell off in the NBA game real yeah. hard, real quick. Yeah. But they dominated college football. So respect. But uh, yeah, it's even walking on the court, watching the guys warm up is weird as hell. Mm-hmm. Like standing next to them and no one says anything to you. You're just there. And it's, uh, you know, uh, Luca just shooting corner threes two feet from you. Not further than two feet.
1: Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And even though this is how a testament to how talented the Warriors are is, they're down two top twenty-five players. Mm-hmm. One of them may be the best player in the game, and they're still on paper better than Dallas. Yeah. Right? I mean, you would still take their if if, if tomorrow Curry mm-hmm. uh, retired. Yeah, wanted to just do a cooking show with Aisha full time. <laughs> She's not out of the realm of possibility. And Dre gets arrested for kicking somebody in the crotch. Mm-hmm. You would still take a team with KD. Also not outside the realm of possibility. And Clay, uh, for sure.
0: Yeah, over 82 games. That roster versus yes. our roster. Yes. Yeah, I think Especially I'd without take, Wes, which yeah.
1: I know we clown Wes, but you definitely feel his absence Yeah. Uh, whenever they're trying to get into a little bit of a firefight with somebody and they don't have any... I mean, I well, hate when they play all bench players, Mike. And whenever you got to
0: roll out Devin Harris for like 25 minutes. A lot like, of Devin last I, night. I love Devin. I'm one of Devin's biggest fans that you'll find. I think the dude is spectacular. He's had a great career. He brings a lot to the table. Dude, there were stretches last night where I'm like, get him off the court right now. It's like, this is bad. But I also
1: don't love Brunson.
0: No. Uh, so Not not in that situation. About, I don't know who he guards. But, yeah, they were kind of in, in a pickle, and they survived it, obviously.
1: Did not think they were going to win that game up until basically those final free throws. Yeah. Like, whenever—I can't remember what the count was because I didn't have my computer out.
0: They were down by one when Luka hit the little weird hook, baby hook in the lane. Okay. So they went up one, and then the free throw contest.
1: Even when they went up one? Yeah. I definitely did not think they were coming out of there with a win. I mean, if Steph there,
0: if Steph's there, I think oh, yeah. Golden State finds a way to get— Another bucket. I mean, he's done it like four times here. Just here, not even on the road. Um, I mean, last year was a game winner. Year before that, he had a game winner against us from like, I don't know, half court. I remember that. That one is burned into my memory. Um, so it's a little bit different team, obviously, without Steph out there. But I'll take that win, and I'll take four in a row, and I'll take five or six any damn time you want to give it to me.
1: More than anything, the shot quality stats that we were looking at a few weeks ago have mm-hmm. proven to be pretty predictive they are because they were like middle of the pack in the quality of shots they were forcing but they were mm-hmm. the worst defensive team in the league or close to it yeah from and three definitely for sure from three but their overall quality was was pretty good mm-hmm. yeah and that is somewhat corrected itself like I don't think they're ever going to be much better than middle of the pack defensively and I think even that's probably a little mm-hmm. rich but still yeah. Like they're actually stopped getting stops because they're and they're really just forcing the same shots. Yeah. A lot of it is just regression. The the thing I I've kind of my theory on
0: why the defense has overcorrected so hard. Number one, the knocking down 50% from 3 for your opponents doing that against you just isn't sustainable and it's going to, you know, drop back down to at least 40% at some point. Then you'd hope 37. For the last 6 games it's 27% from three, which is also not sustainable, (laughs) also not sustainable. But whenever your team's doing that, well, you tell yourself, Oh, well, it's like cumulative pressure. We're playing better defense and they're rushing their shots and all this crap. But you know how it works. Uh, whenever it's bad, you go, Oh, it's going to regress whenever it's good. You go, Oh, we're being, you know, there's some kind of outside effect (laughs) of us playing good defense. Now two things defensively of just me watching every single minute of every game and going, okay, this team looks like something's going on. Like, this is not the same crap we saw through eight or nine games. I think they had a plan. Rick had a, had a playbook, basically. Here's how we're going to run our defense. We're going to funnel things down into the paint, let DeAndre clean them up. Because Dennis said straight to our faces, we're asking DeAndre to challenge everything that comes down the lane. Well, he wasn't doing that. It just wasn't happening. So I think they adjusted. Rick has started playing defense a little bit different. He knows DeAndre is not going to challenge across the paint when there's someone just comes sprinting down on a hard dribble. So he started limiting three point shots more rally. You know, and last night was pretty crazy to watch Dorian Finney Smith chase Clay around because that dude was killing himself. Yeah. <laughs> like they Led would set you a, minutes last night. Yeah. They would set the dirtiest screen on him and literally like trip him coming around the screen, like put a knee into his thigh put a foot out there as he's coming off like a curl uh, and Dorian's chasing and about three or four times he hit the like deck. He just straight up got leveled and he kept chasing and Clay didn't play very well last night on, on the hole. I mean, he hit that shot late and I was like, Oh crap, here he comes. Right. But uh it was more Durant, but I think the focus has shifted from, okay, we tried this for nine games. We tried the wall thing we used to do with Tyson Chandler funnel, everybody to a side, uh, Funnel the offensive player to a side. The center is going to slide over and, you know, contest the shot and make it a real difficult look. And it just didn't happen. It never materialized. And so now it's different defensively. I haven't quite put my finger on what they're doing. Um, they're switching a lot. They switch a ton now.
1: Um, that's which is interesting. Also.
0: and and I always feel like like Dennis will get caught on like a three or a four, down in the paint. And those moments are always like. If you don't get it to the guy that got switched immediately, I feel like it's such a weird thing for the offense where it's three seconds later and you're like, I have to get the ball there now. Damn the rest of the play that is, you know, happening weak side or the pass I'm supposed to make. If I see a point guard on a big on a four, a three, four, five, I'm supposed to dump the ball down there. And if you haven't watched NBA basketball for the last 15 years, a post up is not a good play. So they're suckering teams into posting people up or posting up smaller guards. And I think it's worked pretty positively overall. The second thing I'll say is Dennis's defense is a one eighty. He's not, you know, a stopper at this time, but they found whatever they're doing along the perimeter and along the three point line is working for him. Cause he's not getting roasted. He's making it work. And maybe it was just switching for him. Yeah. Just when they come at you with a, uh, a hard screen, just, you know what? Slide over. Let the guy go. Let Dorian switch onto the dude, onto the point guard. But they've been freaking awesome defensively for six games, man.
1: I think the other part of it, too, is just that they're not running and gunning offensively quite as much, which I certainly prefer them to play at a quicker pace than Mm -hmm. last year. Yeah. Um, But when you take 53s in a game... Yeah. You're going to give up a lot of long rebounds and you were going to give up a lot of easy buckets because it's much easier for a team to force you <clears throat> excuse me into mistakes. Mm-hmm. They're just which, not that
0: good of a shooting team, like, honestly. Like, no, they don't they're, have they're, they just don't have a ton. They're slightly above average, I would say, in terms of talent. Whenever everybody's playing like when Maxie's hitting and Dorian's hitting, like but yeah, fifty threes
1: for them is not a positive. So outcome. especially if they're only hitting, you know. <laughs> 12 of them, Mm -hmm. then you're going to give up a lot of long rebounds and you're going to give up a lot of transition points. And that's kind of what – that's another factor that was occurring is that they were just getting – there was too many times where they were giving up possessions where they were not set. Yeah. And if you're already kind of a bad defensive team, you know, that's a recipe for disaster. So I think the other thing is – and it's a small factor, but I also think that having 29 minutes of Dorian as opposed to 22 – is a slight improvement for your defense. I mean, he played forty minutes last night, mm-hmm. which is not good uh, I mean, long term, but I like it more than I like <clears throat> the nights where Wes is playing forty minutes, of which there were far too many mm-hmm. over the last couple seasons. Oh
0: yeah, if you're giving me the option between Wes playing forty and Dorian playing Finney or <laughs> Dorian Finney playing forty.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, I'm taking that. You know the Mavericks are Allowing the fewest points per possession on transition in mm-hmm. the entire league.
0: Yeah, and they were second in offensive transition. For oh wait, a long you know time. what? I'm looking at yeah, that's You're looking offense.
1: at offensive. <laughs> yeah, let me look at defense real quick yeah. here. Uh, no, they're great. They just don't run that much. Yeah,
0: they were like 29th in actual transition opportunities.
1: Yeah, no, they are still among the league leaders in half court offense percentage, but mm-hmm. uh, they're they have a good rating for transition defense, but. Well, they
0: turned the ball over so stinking much, um, and they still are over the last six. Last six games, I think they are uh, 18% turnover percentage, uh, yeah, 18-1, so that's 29th, which still isn't good, but a lot of that is that Utah game. Yeah. Um, Looking at the Utah first, or <laughs> I guess second time we played Utah uh, in Utah, I guess like 10 days ago, 24 turnovers in that game. That'll really screw up your uh your average is over a six game sample size
1: by the same token, a fifty point win will also inflate your net rating <laughs> yeah. uh yeah, their defense is somewhat i mean what like right now they're like tenth ninth in defense that's a little yeah. misleading, yeah, um because you're a fifty point win mm-hmm. this early in the season whenever we have so little data yeah they're not they're not they're not a top ten defensive team, but yeah. <clears throat> they're also not a bottom five defensive team ninety seven four
0: Defensive rating over the last six games, which would nah, probably that would blow the legal. That would that would finish first. That yeah. would finish first, probably the last five years. Um, how did you make sense of the fifty point win? In it was you, really in your tough. Mind?
1: It was really tough because uh, I think it. <clears throat> I think it was a couple factors. One of them was the third time in sixteen days for the same team. Yep. And I think it's really tough to, for a, an opponent to get up for the same team a third time, especially on the road.
0: Yeah, think of it like a series.
1: Well, if you beat the piss out of somebody twice in
0: a row in a seven-game series and you see them the third time. It's usually your letdown. Yeah, and they're at home. Like, we beat the 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 Rockets whenever they, you know, kick the crap out of us in that uh, first-round or second-round series. Uh, it was the first-round. First-round, yeah, first-round. We haven't gotten past the first-round in a
1: while. That was the 4-5... Uh, the yeah, uh, Josh, Josh Smith, Smith Dwight, Dwight Howard, Howard pick, pick, and pick and roll, roll. <laughs> series where I'm like, hey. God Almighty. And we all learned
0: Dirk can't like chase anybody. Yep, like that. That day was done. Tried it one too many times. Yeah, get away with it. Um, but yeah, that game three. I think whenever we came home, we won that game, and Barreiro went crazy. And it's just, yeah, I'm 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 with you. It's seeing a team too many times. It's Utah was kind of on a downswing for them. I think they. I don't know if they lost the night before or what it was. They just did not give a crap about it. Rubio that didn't game. play either. Yeah. I they, don't think, right?
1: Uh he played here. He didn't play he much. Mi- I thought he missed that game.
0: No, he played here. Um unless I'm confusing it with the other. Two
1: I think <laughs> times. you might honestly I think you I don't know. I'll pull it up. But the other guy that right you here. saw in that game, which, you know, is also He played in that one. Did he? Yeah. It's also the result of playing three times in a week is there was a lot of chippiness. Oh yeah. And especially once uh, I guess I just didn't notice Rubio cause none of their players played in the second half No, because I mean, literally they played, I think maybe Joe Ingles played like 20 seconds in the fourth quarter, but no other mm. starters played in the fourth quarter at all. Yeah. The Mavericks didn't play any starters in the fourth period. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that was, it was a chippy game. I, that was a, I know that he sold it a little bit, but he also weighs 106 pounds. Mm. So that Derek favors play on Barea was super dirty. Like, that was if you have, if you know the guy has nowhere to run, and you know that you're 110 pounds heavier than he is, or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're that close to the boundary, and you hip check them, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, there's nowhere for them to go. Yeah, they're going to fall over people in the crowd. That was very you're not on seats for soldiers night. No, not on. I mean, you will not be checking JJ whenever the,
0: whenever you're doing your little lazy throwing your knees around slide defensively, which. I do all the time playing pickup basketball <laughs> because that means you're not coming back in here the next time because you're going to catch a knee against your knee, and I'm probably bigger than you. My bones are probably more dense, so it's going to hurt you a lot more. Whenever you're doing that and you're doing your little lazy slide and you see a dude over there in, you know, combat boots and camo, <laughs> maybe chill a little bit. Yeah. Almost, <laughs> hurt, just, almost
1: threw him into Dirk. Yes. And I tell you, the, the other the thing Dirk about that game. Yeah, it was so classic. <laughs> the other thing about that game uh, on that same front is if you – Saw in the, the second game, I think, uh, Ingles was was giving Doncic the business. Oh, yeah. He's definitely trying to give him the, uh, hey, here's a guy I think I might be able to mess with. Yeah. There aren't a lot of those for Joe Ingles. Love the player. Head wound Joe Super Ingles. Super scrappy. Um, just got done kicking field goals for the replacements. <laughs> uh, but Not accurate. But he, uh, Luca, had had enough, and yeah. he started actually kind of vocalizing it to the refs a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so the whole game just had a very... Oh, yeah. After about the third quarter, it was like, this is just going to be a fight. Yeah. There's not going to be any basketball played here. And that's pretty much what happened. It is funny
0: watching Luca in a game where the rest of, like, the chippiness is up to his level. Because he's going to bark, and he's going to, like, be fiery no matter what. Like, if the game's chill. If yeah. they're up by 15, and he gets, you know, thrown into the, the basket or something like that. Like, he's going to get up, and he's going to yell at the ref. he's going to take about 25 seconds to do it. Last night, uh, I think it was, I can't remember which possession it was, but it was one of the more important possessions in the game. And he drives and he kind of gets, um, might have been the Jordan Bell foul, or one of those. Or might have been right before that. I think it was before that. Um, And he gets thrown underneath the basket into a cameraman. Uh, You know, I don't know if it was a foul or not, but it just looked bad. He... He stops down and he starts bitching at the ref for thirty straight seconds while the ball's coming back the other way. Yeah, and they're on offense, and then he like stops and JJ passes them the ball, and he's like, "Oh, I know what to do. I got this." And then he just starts
1: running a set again. It was hilarious. He that's the other thing about sitting that close is, dude, he gets fouled a lot. Yeah, and I know he's getting to the line a little bit, and I know last night we probably need to talk about Dennis's free throws a little bit. But, yeah, that's uh, going on there. Uh, Luca gets fouled a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot more than I think I was realizing just on television, and maybe you would say that about anybody if you, yeah, start watching up close. But it's just more physical. <laughs> he's definitely getting beat up. Yeah, and so I get his frustration because, as we've talked about before, he's looking at it like I've been a pro for three or four years. Mm-hmm. Why am I getting rooked? Yeah, uh, this makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, the like wrestling. at him you- like, I don't know. I don't have YouTube. When you, I haven't heard of you.
0: <laughs> when you graduate high school and then you're a freshman in college, that's what this is.
1: Yeah, but he's looking at it like I should be getting superstar calls because I'm a superstar. Yeah, and he and he is, and, but he's not. He does not really get all that all that many calls. I will no, tell you that he
0: doesn't. And before we get to the the weird Dennis free throw thing that's happening, um, Luke is so effing good. There's no way around it, man. I mean, he's the most points ever through 15 games for a teenager. Um, that blew my mind like into a couple different pieces and then just watching him and realizing uh, it's only been 15 games and the entire offense operates around him and he's doing it efficiently and he's doing it like in a winning style. He's contributing to winning at 19 years old in 15 games into the NBA. And he's like, not necessarily like sunning people, um, but there's nothing they can do against him except for like, try and trap him. Yeah, at this point, whenever he wants to get into the paint, and it's it's freaking me out because I'm watching the guy, and I've seen these things and these moments from different players. <laughs> I didn't expect to see them this year from him.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I should have pulled this up before we started. I think Mark said last night that he's led the team in scoring in like nine or 10 of 15 games.: Yeah, so if you're doing that at 19, um he's had like two bad games. Yeah, I think it was The opener was bad. And then he had, like, a real
0: quiet game, like, three, de- three, the Utah game. Maybe. But
1: even the games where he's quiet, <clears throat> he still makes a couple of plays that are— I mean, he turns the ball over too much, but yeah. we all knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably always going to be a guy that turns the ball over more than we would like. Right. Um, but even if he—you know, like, well, I think you're thinking, uh, yeah, the Utah game, he only had 13. Uh, Chicago, he was not great. Okay, yeah, yeah. He was uh, 3 of uh, 12 and had three turnovers. Mm-hmm. And— even on even in that game, there are a couple times a game where you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. What did he just do? Yeah. So it's just ridiculous. I saw Zach, I think it was uh Zach Harper. Talk hoops. Yeah, I think he I think in his article this week uh at the Athletic Mike, mm-hmm. he uh had a a passage that said something like whenever he was doing his team rankings that said like focus on the fact that this is the worst Luka Doncic will be for like ten years. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. I don't remember how he said it. But yeah, basically, like just imagine that this is his low point. Mm-hmm. Um, he's only going to get better. He's only going to get in better shape. Again, just to reference The Athletic, if you never read the article on P3 performance um, in Santa Barbara and how they have worked with Doncic and their opinions about how much more room for growth European players have than Americans because mm-hmm. they don't start lifting weights and you know doing versa climbers when they're 15 <laughs> the chubby young player is an outlier at this
0: point in the NBA yeah like, no I like I mean, the only chubby players
1: way? are like guys who can squat 700 pounds like Zion like yeah. that's the chubbiest you're gonna get and that dude's a freight train yeah like, but the euro they just don't really work out like we do they don't yeah. eat like we do that at, at that early of an age so he has a lot a much more room to grow than your typical prospect
0: mm-hmm. they don't cultivate mass I don't know nothing about these traps. No, over they don't.
1: there. What you do? thin ass back? It's a one lane back <laughs> right there.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Up on the super freeway over here, chief. <laughs> Six lanes. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, he's freaking
0: incredible. In the Chicago game, I'm looking at the box score and I realize why I wasn't that worried about it. It's because I felt like that was a good moment to get Barnes going. And they did. And they did. And the fourth quarter was like it was all Barnes. And there was hardly any Luka mixed in there. And Barnes finished with 23. And he's playing really well, too. Like, just all he has to do at this point, and I know it's probably weird for him and an adjustment for everybody, dude, all he has to do is knock down open shots and create ISO situations whenever a possession is already failed. That's all he needs to do offensively. Yeah. And he's I, doing it pretty well.
1: I still... It's still... A, it's almost like uh, it's because... Possessions with Doncic moving the ball or pulling up or the floater are so pretty. Mm-hmm. I still have kind of a visceral negative reaction to some of Harrison <laughs> Barnes' possessions, but I shouldn't because if they're going to it, it means that they need to go to it most yeah. of the time. They're not leaning on it near as much as they used to. He he works the body. He
0: he hits you he hits you right in the abs like seven times and it's not fun to watch and it's you know, kind of a kind of a grind through a possession. But then Luca comes in, and he's throwing haymakers and uppercuts at you, and it's real fun to watch.
1: So his catch-and-shoot situations for Barnes this year, he's at, uh, while guarded, he's just 2 of 15 at 14, 13%. Mm -hmm. Very, very poor. Yeah. But when unguarded, which is a larger share of his shot total, he's 13 of 28. There you go. Uh, So that's near 50%, obviously. Mm -hmm. And those are not huge numbers to judge from, but it's clear, and it always has been clear, that he has a Mm -hmm. tough time getting his own shot. Um, Unless he is in post-up situations, which obviously are uh, a lot less valuable. Yeah. Uh, I felt
0: like he he felt challenged last night because he played some really good defense on Durant. Yeah. I know that dude is seven foot tall with one of the wettest jumpers you'll ever see on planet Earth and can release the ball at like 10 feet high. And it drives you insane to chase him around and put a hand in his face knowing it's futile most of the time. I thought he did really well. Especially in the first half. And when Durant's still getting his buckets, but Barnes is making him work for him and has a hand right here as Durant's, you know, releasing the ball as high as he can. I, I was pretty proud of him and he got fired up. He actually yelled a couple of times and I was like, oh my, Harry, what are you
1: doing? Yeah, as an aside, seeing Durant up close is, is a yeah. top ten sports moment for me because it, it would suck, I think, to be as good as he is because I think he could score every single time down the floor if he really wanted to. Yep. And so you probably have some level of, like, if you're not doing that, people think you're not trying. Right. Um, but, dude, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. just he's so he's just so huge and so effortless and it's so smooth and it just feels like any time so he wants man. it, he, he can have it.
0: Yes. And that's why some of those backcourt fouls against him, Like just they were they look weird. If you're watching and you just like are watching a random basketball game and you don't really understand what Kevin Durant does or what uh, is happening and you're just watching for sport and you see the dude get one step on anybody and they just immediately foul him because they know him going downhill is minimum two points. Yeah, like you're probably gonna try and foul him and he's still gonna score or he's gonna get this three off. Just him just getting a step on anybody is death. He's so stinking big and balanced and he's like, he's the perfect NBA player. He's freaking perfect.
1: Yeah. I mean, cause he's a great defender as well. Yeah. He'll block um, the
0: crap out of you. He's so long. He
1: gets in your way. He's just, I can't wait for him to, well, this is not a warriors podcast, but <laughs> I'm really, really excited by the prospect of just like, I get really, really deep obsessed into like the butterfly effect of the NBA because I think oh, yeah. it happens more in the NBA than any other sport. Mm-hmm. One, there's more trades. Um, but one player just matters a lot more. Yeah. So I all I've I swear to God, dude, I've read the Zach Lowe article on the Warriors decision to not trade Klay Thompson for Kevin Love like a dozen times <laughs> because it just all worked out so interestingly to where okay, now he's okay, but they're gonna move Wiggins for love Mm-hmm. And now this is the team that you're going to play in the finals. Even though you decided to keep your guy, you probably wouldn't have Durant. Yeah. Uh if you had Kevin Love, maybe you don't. I don't know, but I I think that it's really interesting to consider that LeBron basically went to Golden or went to L.A. because the Warriors broke him, mm-hmm. and he decided, you know what, I want to be a Laker. I want to live in L.A. Even if it makes me not as Immediately competitive, maybe not ever again. About to make some movies. And so, yeah, train wreck three, <laughs> part three. Part but the fact that he goes to LA because the Warriors broke him. Yeah. And now Durant is probably going to leave and go join LeBron, thereby likely ending the Warriors. Yeah. It's a really interesting situation. And I mean, I think if uh, that trade went through, I think the Warriors would probably still be the favorite. Not trade, but that signing. Yeah, I still think if you have Draymond, Clay, and Steph, and Kevin Love, so what you talking about? No, no, no. I'm saying now, like if it happened oh, now, okay. I think I would still even if Durant goes to the Lakers. I mean, I don't know who they'd have to give up. I like I like their team, um, but I still think I'd probably have to give the slight favorite because we're talking about like 35 year old LeBron at that point, mm-hmm. which yeah. the other night he looked 22. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I said it probably two three months ago on
0: this very podcast and all the podcasts we do that I think this is the last last go round for the the fun bunch in golden state uh does that mean Durant or that, just means, Durant. that means Durant that means I don't think any of
1: those other dudes are leaving
0: I think they reset uh the 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 original the the team that was actually likable uh Curry clay and draymond and the rest of it falls to the wayside and you're going to be sitting there. I mean, one of the saddest things about last night is watching Andre Iguodala not yeah. be a good basketball player anymore. Not that good. was a that was a bummer. I love that dude. He's so interesting, such a cool dude, and was such a great player for so long. Uh and watching him I'm like, "Uh, all right. So they're going to be leaning on that dude? Uh we leaning on Sean Livingston?" Is Iguodala and, a Hall
1: of Famer? Hmm, I don't really care about the Hall of Fame. I don't care at all. I don't even know what the I don't even know where the line is anymore. But- it is something I hear people talk about, and that's a guy who was a Finals MVP. Finals MVP was... He was the best player on a bad team for like seven years. He
0: definitely got a couple Joe Johnson all-star appearances. Yeah. Just from being in the East, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know, where the, I don't know where we draw the line on NBA Hall of Fame anymore. I have no idea.
1: I don't really care either, like I said. It doesn't matter, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm more no. I'm 60, 60% no. So last night, Dennis goes two of seven from the line. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because that means he saw uh, he shot seven free throws. Mm-hmm. Which because in there. the three prior games, he shot zero. Yeah. Now, his minutes were a little bit down, obviously, in Utah because they didn't play much in the second half. Uh-huh. But for a point guard who is top 20, I think actually maybe like 23rd in drives, to play three straight games without any free throw attempts is bananas. That should never happen. Maybe he maybe we, we realize why he doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, get fouled. <laughs> maybe so because maybe he's
0: rondoing where he doesn't uh, want to get to the line.
1: And I had a back and forth with Tim Cato of the Athletic about this, and he's like, "Man, I'm not worried about it. His worst percentage before this was five of ten in a game. Mm-hmm. Like a, that was the worst he'd ever been. Um, but mean, he, did, he did airball one. Yeah, and it looks really, really bad. So his jump shot looks good to me. I, I mean, if, looks, if
0: that's what it takes for his jump shot to be like this, what for, for him, him to, to brick a ton of free yeah, throws? for him to shoot sixty five percent from free
1: throw. I, mean, I, think I'm, I think I'm okay. That's really, really bad, dude. I like, think I'm I, okay.
0: I know, I know how bad it is. And I I think I know why it is, too. He he has a really weird not shooting motion with his body, with his wrist. Where his his I've, I think I've talked about this with you. He, his, hand, his hand starts out here. Yeah. So you're almost like you're driving, you're at like ten and two, and turn your wrist, maybe forty five degree angle. He starts like that. And whenever he starts going up he rotates his right hand to more behind the ball straight in front of his face and pushes it. So it's a straight line. It's not, you know, you're not throwing a, a curve ball. You're not throwing a twelve six curve. Well, it,
1: and it makes sense, but free,
0: throw, free throws are way different timing. Yeah. So I feel like he's perfected his jump shot where it's like a set 1.2 seconds to get your hand around and shoot in a straight line. And then free throws are so quick. It's like, Bob, it's, it's a set shot.
1: Everybody's bugging out about Markel Fultz because of the free throws, but his jump shot has looked better. So I think they would well, take Andy's that. he's doing bits. You, you think so? <laughs> Fultz? Yeah. Like double clutching. The, the and, blah, blah, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So right now at uh, 60, obviously last night hurts, at 63%, yeah. uh, Dennis is 36th among qualified point guards in free throw percentage. Now, mm-hmm. there are some pretty good players around him yeah. um, on that list, like Russ and Ben Simmons who were 34 and 35 but of the qualified players of which there are 36 he's 36th yeah. in free throw percentage for um for point guards now Berea has been bricking his free throws too because Barea was 33rd bad last on this night list. too man yeah
0: we should have beat the crap out of them last night yeah you see, that's free a, throws. And I, I
1: you know not to do the like if you're trying to explain basketball to somebody who doesn't really understand it let's like start with your wife <laughs> i'm like this is They should be winning this game. Like This is all about free throws right now, which sucks, but that's kind of how it felt. Yeah. Because it's the Warriors are so effortless, but still, it's like, the Mavs should be winning this game. They shouldn't be in this situation. And if you let them hang around, usually you lose.
0: Yeah, and the Warriors let go of the rope, I think, like in the third, and we just couldn't make our free throws. We missed like five of them, and then, okay, then that five-point lead, that six-point lead's not there, and now you're trailing by a point, and you're chasing, then you start chasing Durant and Clay Thompson, who the worst thing you can do is is get them engaged into this game. Yeah, And it takes a completely different tenor whenever you're going into the fourth quarter like they were. When you got to hit some free throws, you got to get a good bucket from Luka. And, you know, it's still a really good win, obviously. Um, I'll take a win over the defending champions anytime, even if it was the if it was a, it was if the Cavs last year or something like that. Like I don't care if you beat the defending champ at your house on a Saturday night. I
1: give me that, give me all those. By comparison, Damian Lillard has shot 103 free throws to Dennis's uh, 41. Whoa, God, and he's hit 96 of them. <laughs> Damn, that's freaking ridiculous. so yeah. I'm not saying that he can do that. Yeah, but you don't want to be last in anything. <laughs> No, you don't. In uh, attempts, and uh, let's see if he's by attempts, which is going to get a little bit weird because he plays more than a lot of these guys. Um, Twenty eighth on that list. He shot the six. same number of free throws as Eric Bledsoe, who is old, yeah, and has no knees. Yeah, you know that's not gonna that's not gonna cut it. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I wonder no. how this. I wonder how ESPN classifies Doncic, small forward. Gotta be right. Let's see.
0: Yeah, and I'm not. I don't know. It feels weird to say I'm not that worried about it, but with him, there's so many things that I look at and I go, "Well, let's worry about that next year. Let's worry about that when he's 22." Yeah. Um. Obviously, important that might, to remember that might that might end up costing us a game at some point, and then I might spaz out about it. But I think he's made most of his clutch free throws, like in the Minnesota game. I think he had to hit two. Uh, to go up, he did miss a back end of one of them in the Spurs. A, Spurs cost game cost the game. <laughs> yeah, it cost him the
1: game. Uh, by they comparison, did they? They did go to overtime. Yeah, yeah that would have won it. Uh, yeah. he, Luca, is mm-hmm. sixth in free throw attempts for his position. He is tied with Paul George. Actually, no, he's right behind Paul George. But that's a pretty good, pretty good little mark. I yeah. could see a situation honestly where he leads the league in free throws one year.
0: Oh no doubt, dude. He's He's so hardened to me. Yeah. Like he's first year hardened in in Houston uh with like you know 5% less usage rate. He's freaking incredible, man.
1: Uh a couple other quick notes here. Mm-hmm. Uh you were referencing Dennis's defense. Yeah. That to me I would say is neck and neck with his shot as far as uh I feel pretty good about it. Mhm. Like
0: I don't even know if it's, like, his natural skill advancing at all or them just finding a way to use him
1: better. Yeah, I don't know either. I just know that it doesn't jump out as bad to me. Yeah, I
0: just know he doesn't look like someone takes two power dribbles and he goes into, like, screensaver mode where he just kind of takes one step and turns. And, I'm <laughs> and then the guy's dunking. You know, Kent Bazemore is in your face all of a sudden. Um, and, I, you know, I think it's inside of him to be a good Defender. He doesn't have long arms. He's not super strong in terms of you know tree trunk legs or like a not yet a thick core. Um, so I don't know what I want from him besides maybe to pull some Montes and step into some passing lanes every once in a while, which he's been doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, that dunk last night, by the way, the Miss Dunk was it
1: was bad. <laughs> that was a moment. It was bad. That was, was a uh, moment. I looked like an idiot. <laughs> did you Did you stand up and yell? Oh yeah. Were you I was like I'm like, this is what I paid I didn't pay. <laughs> I was like, this is what I came here for. Like, you? like I'm about to see this. And then the ball ended up like forty feet in the air. It was, <laughs> it was so, so bad. High. I'm like just the my, what, again, my wife was looking at me like, what the hell's wrong with you? A ball never gets that high in an NBA no, court, so that's the spectacle never. in itself.
0: <laughs> it was very, very and odd. then a two handed I literally recorded something with him last Thursday, last Friday, talking about the dunk against the Wizards. Yeah. Where he like put some young dude, I mean young he's probably the same age as this dude, but this dude's a rookie. Um he just put him in like a spin cycle where he did the he did what he calls his sub zero, which is like his little um uh, hesitation move. Yeah. And he's explaining, "Okay, I got to this point, and I brought it back and all I'm thinking at this point is do I need to use two hands or do I not?" And as as he's running down there, I'm I'm replaying this audio that I cut with him on friday and i'm like does he need to use two hands or not and he throws it so hard off the back room <laughs> and it just goes up like someone punted a football and i just i wish i could have like zoomed in on you over there like far, farmer fran from
1: waterboy just squeezing your nips i really looking. hope that there's not an angle of me because was, i was on the other end of the floor but if there if it was on my end i think i would have been meme, just howling at the moon it was bad <laughs> it was bad uh Before we go, one other thing I wanted to mention, this is not like a downer, but Uh they have played like the easiest schedule in the league uh, or among the easiest schedules. So I don't think that this this team is going to win 40 games, you know, like the clip they're on right now. There's just... Who do we have Monday? uh, Tomorrow's
0: Brooklyn? uh, I got the schedule pulled up. I
1: I know they have the Celtics next Saturday. So it's at Memphis, home Mm -hmm. Brooklyn, home Celtics. I mean...
0: It might not be favored at no, nervous, no, no, no. But
1: if you, but okay, so those next two are not. That's nothing. Although, what I don't know if you saw what Jaron Jackson did the other night, but I didn't. He's spazzing.
0: I don't like to pay attention to the Grizzlies, and thus for thus, thus I don't.
1: He's really good, dude. I know he's
0: great. And I was mad they got a good player. I wanted them to get somebody trash.
1: Yeah, I wanted them to get Bamba. Let's see, uh, Jaron Jackson. This, I believe this was last night. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, not, uh, Friday night had twenty seven damn son on 16 shots wow to go along with six yeah boards. he's freaking great man <clears throat> yeah no that was definitely a guy that i was all Jeez about louis and <clears throat> um, we got
0: nets without karis Ooh, wow yeah minus karis that's a that should be a w home w on wednesday
1: night and then i also don't think he should be allowed to pronounce his name like that i don't either i've always said chris yeah chris LeVert. <laughs> Takes you snapping your leg for me to (laughs) figure out to say your name right. Put some respect on your name. But really, I'm talking about after that. I mean, if you're you're talking Celtics, Rockets, Lakers, Clippers, Blazers, Pelicans, Rockets, that is a stretch where they may lose all but like two of those games.
0: But then look at this fun stretch. Magic, Hawks, Suns, Kings.
1: Yeah. That's a fun one. That's absolutely, especially with three of those four at home.
0: And the Kings have been good for two weeks and they're trying to kill themselves. Yeah. (laughs) They just can't handle it.
1: trying to freak out they're playing at a super fast pace though
0: they're fun De'Aaron Fox is a god love that dude
1: yeah you know I think if you had asked me going into the season I think I would have taken Dennis Mm -hmm. give me (laughs) De'Aaron
0: yeah I've always had (laughs) De'Aaron ranked higher like I love Dennis love Dennis all all due respect and uh I'm here for his next you know four to five years however long he he's here but uh De'Aaron Fox was way above him on my draft board like he, came he out. should
1: have been on mine too. It's just, he was, he's very, very slight.
0: Yeah. He's a little, he's a little dude,
1: but so is Dennis. I mean, yeah. but the deer and Fox shot is just, mm-hmm. he'll a, always have that.
0: He's a really good player, man. He's really stinking good. King's got them a good one. Um, all right. Well, we got a, uh, a cowboy game to do. I've been moving all weekend. So this is the EP version. If I use that correctly, you might say, shut up and dribble. But, uh, hey, that's a little a little insight into our lives because we we're busy folk. So uh, we're going to get out of here. Uh, any final thoughts? Any more notes on your sheet over there, Jacob? That's, that's all I got, man. Okay. What are you writing about this week?
1: Uh, Probably Harrison Barnes. Spacecrafts? I'm interested in the role of Harrison Barnes. Like, what is his? And it sucks, too, because I think it might end up happening not here. Because mm-hmm. one thing we need to talk about going extension forward is possibility. they have to make sure that they keep Finney Smith and Kleba. Yeah. And they're both think both restricted. both restricted one of them might be but it just sucks so bad in the nba when you develop players young players they get good and then you mm-hmm. don't get to keep them yeah because brandon right yeah, there's a ton of them and so that's t- i think i want to spend some time on that and uh-huh. just kind of a time machine on what we expect if you had to choose team one right now to look like
0: you're taking finney right
1: yeah okay but it's not as it's pretty close
0: we go back and forth like every other day me and bobby i'm like yeah. same contract say whatever um three for 24, three for 30, which one in like, it goes a like game by game basis. Cause Maxi has been awesome too. He doesn't get as many minutes. He and, should,
1: he should play more.
0: And the wings I think are more valuable.
1: That's um, pretty much all my decision is. Yeah.
0: And, but Maxi has like spaz out moments defensively where he just it, obliterates yeah. defensive possessions like three times down the court. And it is freaking awesome to watch. I need him to start knocking down some more threes and blah, blah, blah. But he is really stinking good, man. Really stinking good. I love that dude. I hope he's here for however long he wants to be here. Same with Finney Smith. I'll let him retire here. Yeah. Wow. He can coach. (laughs) How about that? Um, Did you like Wes coaching last night? Uh, I guess I didn't notice him. Courtside Wes. Wes Yeah. I mean, I saw him In The pink suit. I did see that. That was a good suit. That was a good suit, Wes. I liked it.
1: Uh, Salmon suit. On the sideline. Yeah, it was one of the... The push from uh, Runaway on the uh, VMAs. Go look it up. I don't just know. Push a t suit. I lost it. I lost you. But, uh, yeah, it was third, fourth quarter. Fourth
0: quarter. Somebody was shooting free throws. Um, the, what team did they play last night? I just lost my mind. Uh, Warriors were shooting free throws. And Dennis and... Devin or Dennis and somebody else came to the sideline, and it's just them talking to Wes for like a whole 45 seconds. And Wes is like, you know what, he does this, do this, and then you got to call it out, and and Rick's like nowhere to be seen. And then Dennis walks back over there, tells DeAndre what defense they're going to run from Wes, and then they go and play the rest of the game. And I was like, oh, got assistant coach Wes all of a sudden, which uh, no idea on his injury, by the way, if anybody's looking for an update on that. No practice today, so we didn't get an update, and they're flying out at uh, like four today. So I would be doubtful for <laughs> Montfus and then maybe see you Wednesday. But Dorian Finney-Smith, man. Hell yeah. We're seeing the future of this team is what we're seeing. Like I'm fired up. Quite honestly. Luca, up. Luca, Dennis, Dorian, Maxie, um, HB. And then, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out the rest. But uh, awesome. Jacob, thank you for your time. We'll holler at you next week. Adios. Um, uh, Grizzlies Monday, Nets Wednesday, and then another home game against a really good team Saturday night. We've been lucky this month, Saturday night home games against the Celtics. So we'll see you next week.